Hello, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's approach the reading of God's word in prayer. God of all peace and joy, send your spirit to wherever we have gathered to bless this, our reading of your holy word, that it may be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. Reading from Psalm 46, 10th verse. The Lord says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And from the prophet Habakkuk, the second chapter, 20th verse, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. And now reading from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, the angels have sung their song of praise at the birth of the newborn king. And so we read, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. A pastor was visiting the children's Sunday school, and he asked a young lady at a nursery-sized table what it was that she was doing as she busily cut out and arranged shepherds, camels, sheep, wise men, a manger, and a baby into the traditional crash scene. And she replied with some frustration in her voice, can't you see I'm making an activity scene? I think that little girl was very close to the truth. For most of us, the nativity scene is an activity scene. Or at least it usually is. Normally, this is usually a pretty hectic season for us, caught up as we are in the decorating and the baking and the shopping and the socializing and the concert going. But of course, this is an Advent and a Christmas like no other. Leanne and I were talking in the church office the other day about how strange all this is in the church. I thought that maybe our slogan should just be embrace the weirdness. Sounds like, actually sounds like something that would come out of the city of Portland. It's much quieter this year. No boisterous parties, no loud parades, no in-person worship, no Christmas cantata for heaven's sake. There are fewer Salvation Army bells ringing, fewer carolers caroling, not as many car horns blasting, and maybe even the eight pipers who usually pipe all the way through this season are in quarantine. It seems that the usual Christmas rush has become the great Christmas hush. Yes, it's, it's a lot quieter this year, too quiet for our liking. And, and we are mindful of those who, who live alone and have felt isolated for far too long and, and who wish there were more, there was more noise in their lives. But I want to suggest that perhaps a quiet Christmas is not necessarily such a bad thing. In a world normally filled with noise and distraction, this may present an unusual opportunity for us to quiet.
quiet our own souls and to reflect more deeply upon the meaning of Christ's coming. Have you ever thought about how quietly Christ came into the world? He was born on a silent night at a stable in the backwater corner of the Roman Empire, far from the center of power and influence. The Son of God came not as an invincible, mighty warrior from heaven, but came rather as an innocent, vulnerable baby. He came into the world and most didn't even notice. It was a very humble affair. There was Mary and Joseph, of course, and perhaps some other kinfolk around, and there were no doubt some barnyard animals, an ox and an ass, and maybe some sheep, and then came some shepherds and wise men. And yes, the angelic host did sing, but there was no huge, loud celebration at his birth. God's way is more like a whisper than a shout. At that first Christmas, God whispered his profound love for you and me. You know, when something very special is to be shared with another person, it's often said with a whisper, you've got to listen to this. If a person receives a really significant gift, that person will generally respond whispering, wow, thank you. After experiencing a magnificent choral performance, the audience will, will whisper its approval before breaking out into thunderous applause. The most important moments of life are shared with a hushed tone. When a man first tells a woman that he loves her, he doesn't shout, I love you. But instead, he quietly and gently whispers, I love you. And she returns his love not by jumping up and down and yelling, but by responding with an almost inaudible whisper. When God wanted to share his love with us, he whispered it in Bethlehem. In the word become flesh, God didn't holler at us. He whispered his love in a baby, speaking gently, softly, and quietly. God doesn't use a megaphone to get through to us, but more often than not, he speaks in a still, small voice. God seems to do his best work in silence, and that's so different from the way of the world, which is so loud and brash, wanting always to shout about Christmas. One of the reasons why Silent Night has such universal appeal is that so, it's, and why it's so special a carol is that it almost whispers about the birth. Sing it loudly and you do violence to its meaning. The softer it is sung, the closer one comes to the richness and depth of the message. In fact, many of our favorite carols speak of the quietness of Christmas. The little town of Bethlehem reminds us how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. The carol that came upon a midnight clear begs us to quiet ourselves so that we can better understand what Christ's coming is all about. Oh, hush the noise and cease your strife and hear the angels sing. To be sure that there, there's a place for a loud joy to the world and for trumpets to herald the newborn king, but only after one has knelt at the manger in quiet reverence and awe at what God has done. The Christmas story is so amazing and so startling in its impact that stunned silence can only be the initial reaction. 
If Christmas is God's whisper of love to us, are we in a position to hear him speak? Normally, as I say, our lives are so filled with noise and distraction that we tend to tune God out. This strange year, in this strange year, perhaps less is more. Less hectic activity, more opportunity for quiet reflection. The Lord, no doubt, would approve. Now think of that familiar story of Jesus visiting the home of Martha and Mary. Martha's the busy servant preparing the meal in the kitchen while Mary sits in the living room with her honored guest, listening to what he has to say. And Martha's resentful that she's doing all the work herself. Gently but firmly, Jesus says to her, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The better part is listening to Jesus. Serving is important, but listening, sitting at the Lord's feet in prayer and worship and with an ear to what he has to say is what matters most. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was someone who put herself in position to hear God. I believe that's why, God, why she was chosen by God to bear God's son. Blessed with a quiet and gentle spirit, she was alert to the presence of God in her life. She set her ears and her heart towards him. And when God spoke to her through an angel, she was receptive, though the message was ever so startling. And when she gave birth to this special child, she marveled at God's goodness and God's gift to the world. Scripture says that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Pondered. It's a word that means to weigh mentally, to ruminate, to go over something repeatedly in one's mind. In quietness, Mary pondered all the wondrous things God had said and done, and her heart was filled with joy. The poet Anne Weems wonders about Mary. Mary, Nazareth girl, what did you know of ethereal beings with messages from God? What did you know of men when you found yourself with child? What did you know of babies, you, barely out of childhood yourself? God-chosen girl, what did you know of God that brought you to this stable, blessed among women? Could it be that you had been ready, waiting, listening for the footsteps of an angel? Could it be there are messages for us if we have the faith to listen? What might God be saying to you and to me this Christmas? Are we listening? Can we hear God whispering his love to us? Can we hear him speaking into our perpetually distracted, stress-filled lives? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Be still, says the Lord, and know that I am God. This is a time to quiet our spirits before him. It's a time to ponder the deep things of God, how God came to us in Jesus. Think about how God so loved the world and so loved you and me that he sent his only son into the world to save us from our sins and to give us the gift of eternal life. May we stop, listen, ponder the mystery of the manger. If we do so, it will be the best Christmas gift you and I could ever hope to receive. 
we will find Jesus being born anew inside of us. We will find his life renewing us. And we will find his presence healing us. And we can only respond with wonder and awe and great joy. God is with us now and forever. Praise be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us this Advent season to see and to appreciate the realities of faith, to treasure the things that really matter. Give us ears to hear you speaking and find joy in the music of the angels. May the quietness of Christmas, the calm and holy hush of that first Advent season, still our troubled hearts so that we may hear your whisper of love in Jesus Christ. Amen. So may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.